This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back to Real Presence Live with your hosts today, Jack and Doreen Kennelly. Uh, before we get to our, our next guest, though, I think Doreen's got a joke for us. I do. Thanksgiving is coming up in a couple of weeks. What do you call a turkey on the day after Thanksgiving? Uh, dead. Um, uh, tissue. You call uh, him lucky. Lucky. If he's still around the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, he's lucky. oh okay. <laughs> Boy, you got me on that one. <laughs> yeah, I did. Why, I think that took me where I was supposed to go, didn't it? <laughs> Dumb joke. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you, uh, all your listeners, for staying with us. And we're happy in this segment to have with us Bishop John Quinn of of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And he's on the phone with us today. And... uh, uh, I don't know if you heard the lead-in, Bishop, but it said you're going to tell us who your favorite saint is. And we're going to talk about all souls and all saints. And uh, apparently there's a deceased clergy mass that uh, you want to tell us about. And maybe give us some insights into the USCCB fall meeting that you're, that's coming up in mid-November. But let's start with your introduction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today. How are you doing? <laughs> you- oh, gosh, of course I'm doing Really good. The Lord's blessed uh, me uh, abundantly to the privilege of being a bishop here in the diocese and to have, uh, you know, very holy priests uh, and also God's faithful people who always uh, share the holiness of their lives with us. So uh, every day my first response to the Lord is prayers of gratitude and thanksgiving. That's great. Bishop, at the beginning of the week, we celebrated two feast days, All Saints and All Souls Day. Uh, Could you talk a little bit about why those are important feast days for the Church? Well, what I love about both of them, of course, they come uh, at the beginning of November as our seasons are changing, and uh, particularly just all of nature is going to sleep, and the days uh, we have less light, and it's starting to get colder, it really is a natural reminder of uh, that at some point all of our lives come to a close in this world. And so what does our faith tell us about that? And also, what is next? Is life simply over with with the grave? Or does our faith open us to a deeper understanding that we are destined We are really, our lives are such that only our hopes and dreams can be fulfilled in heaven. So uh, those two feasts, uh, all saints, the holiness that the Lord uh, wants all of us uh, to have in our life, uh, that that's our, really, our goal is to live like the saints. So we celebrate all the saints, not just the ones whom we can name, but all the holy women and men since the beginning of time. So the Church has this feast, the festival, huh, for all the holy people. But then also reminds us that at the end of our life, we may not be purified completely. We may still need more forgiveness or mercy or even uh, restitution in our life for at times the, the sins we committed. So we pray then on November 2nd for the holy souls. 
So they're like two sides of one coin, both filled with hope and with God's mercy. Could you say something about how um, these two feast days illustrate what the Church means by the communion of saints? Sure, I love that uh, teaching on the communion of saints. It reminds us, uh, as a teaching of the truth, that whether we're here on earth or in heaven or in purgatory during the purification, we are really one community and the communion of saints, meaning we're all drawn through the redemptive work of Christ into holiness. So the communion of saints means that those who have died and gone before us are still much part of not only our memories, but they're part of my whole journey to God, and that they're part of the body of Christ. They're part of the Lord's family. So we have the uh, saints in heaven, we have those that are in purgatory, and those of us here on earth. And we're like one big family, a communion of saints. We belong to one another. That's why we pray to saints for intercession, and also how the saints intercede for us. So the saints are interceding for us, and we're praying for those. So could we say that that's like the expression of the relationship that we have with one another? Uh, or Sure. You have to look at it this way, because it is the communion, <clears throat> meaning we're all joined in this common life in Christ. Another way of saying it is like understanding <clears throat> we are a family. And what, if, what do family members do? They care for each other. Mm. Um, and what is the greatest care that we give to one another is prayer, intercession for prayer. And what is the greatest prayer is the Eucharist, where at the Eucharist, the infinite merit of Jesus Christ um, is celebrated again and can be applied into that communion of saints. Well, as you mentioned, this family concept here, and in some families, people have favorites. And I know all of our listeners are waiting with bated breath since the introduction <laughs> where we said that we were, you were going to identify if you have a favorite saint. Should we have him give us hints and see if we can guess who his favorite saint is? <laughs> well, I don't know if we have enough time <laughs> for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be more fun. Than one. Yeah. You have to excuse me. I do, your... but... Uh... Yeah, go my ahead, favorite go ahead, is Saint, and has been so since I was a, really a little boy, uh, is St. Damien of Molokai. Mm. Uh, I've always been very, um, would you say, moved, and the fact that uh, he came as a missionary among the Hawaiian people, and when the order that he belonged to, the Sacred Hearts, uh, when they had no one to go over to Molokai, to the um, peninsula of Kaluapapa, they asked among their priests who would be willing to go, because at that time, Hansen's disease, or what popularly called uh, leprosy, if you would go to Kaluapapa, you can never come back. And so he knew that he was laying down his life uh, for people he didn't know, and he would be the only priest on that uh, place, and that he would even, when uh, they, for the celebration of confession, which is important to all of us, and as priests also as penitents, 
um, that a galleon would have to come in, and they could not priest on the galleon. The ship couldn't get off, so he would have to stand there and yell his sins <clears throat> publicly up to the priest. He knew it would be a life of great humility, and as you know, uh, he died among the Hawaiian people there as a leper, leper himself. Um, that kind of self-gift and imitating Christ uh, and everything he did on the island um, there and on the peninsula to care for people, uh, he was really the doctor, he'd have been the dentist, he would have been the teacher, even, I guess, he would have been the sheriff to keep order. But most of all, he was a priest and cared for his people as a true missionary. So he's always inspired me, um, and um, I know has encouraged me to greater generosity and authenticity. Could you talk a little bit more about, your, I mean, you said that you got to know him as a child. How did that happen, and what does your relationship with him look like? You said he inspires you. Um, do you have any examples of of recognizing his um, uh, his part in your life? Well, yeah, I'll try and uh, answer those. Uh, and if I don't, please uh, ask me some further. Uh, in grade school, uh, as you know, the teachers, I had the uh, Immaculate Heart Sisters, uh, as we were growing up, they would always be telling us stories about the saints mm -hmm. uh, to inspire us, and uh, they would often talk about, uh, at that time, would have been Father Damien, and they would, uh, you know, have pictures of him, and so early on, that's how I came to know him. And then they would uh, teach us uh, about prayer and praying to the saints, so we began a relationship, a friendship with the saints, and for me particularly with Father Damien. Well, he inspired me was uh, over the years when I was a priest in Detroit. Uh, I felt a great privilege when the archbishop there asked me as a priest uh, to serve uh, in the uh, inner city of Detroit and to, uh, again, pastor in a community uh, that was undergoing change and also many of the challenges of an urban area. And uh, I kind of knew that uh, St. Damien was kind of saying to me, say yes, mm -hmm. just say yes, mm -hmm. uh, and the Lord will provide for you. And, of course, he did. The people in the parish were marvelous. Uh, and our fears are often not real. Uh, there are our own inadequacies coming forward. But uh, and that was great. And then also a long-term uh, relationship I've had with the Society of St. Vincent de Paul uh, and the desire to have a network of charity to assist uh, those in need, especially emergency help. And uh, really the blessing of that is extended here to Winona, uh, Rochester Diocese. We have very active uh, Vincentians. Uh, the uh, care for the poor in our diocese, and they are a great source of spiritual um, help for people, but also for me as the bishop. Oh, thank you. Very practical. I love well, that. Yeah, during, during this month, you know, we talk about the saints, but we also talk about, you know, and I encourage to pray for the, uh, the souls of the departed or the, uh, 
are the, the holy souls or the poor souls, as you might, as we may call them. Why is it important for us to pray for the souls of the departed? Well, I think two things. One is uh, those who have gone before us are part of our family. You know, they're part of the communion of saints. Uh, it's not like they've disappeared. Um, because we cannot see them does not mean that communio, that uh, community, has in some way been dissolved. So those who have died not only are still in existence, their souls, but also uh, in our prayer for them, we show our love and concern, because it's very possible, uh, I would think, at the end of our lives we're not quite ready uh, our hearts are not fully reconciled, and that prayer will assist us in purgatory, that final purification, where we really allow God's grace to penetrate completely into our lives and into every action from the past that has formed us to where the Lord really gives us the grace of reconciliation. So um, how powerful it is when we pray for those uh, that we know uh, from the past and ask God to help them if they are being purified, but also souls that we have never met, to pray for the holy souls. I just figure this way, what a blessing it'll be at the, as our my life ends and to be greeted, I hope, uh, by those I've prayed for, and hopefully they will say to the Lord, oh, let that bishop in, he tried as best he could, you know, uh, that they will not only be part of our family here, but that our prayers will have assisted them, as certainly the saints' prayers assist us. Okay. Uh, bishop, we've got a couple of minutes before the break, and I know in our in our de- in our introduction we mentioned... Uh, the uh, USCCB fall meeting that you're going to be attending in mid-November. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the event uh, and also, you know, what is it you would have our listeners uh, praying for uh, the bishops at that time? Sure. The uh, I would really ask that they pray for uh, the bishops. Uh, the, the days that we are there, uh, the meeting starts, I believe, on no- Monday, November 15th, and it goes until that Thursday, the 18th. And uh, there's the general sessions, of course, of the Conference of Bishops, and where the business meetings are done, and then there's also um, outside uh, from those uh, general sessions there's uh, continuous committee meetings on many topics that involve our church, not only internally, but externally. So it's a time for prayer. Uh, one of the, uh, this year, there will be more adoration opportunities for us as bishops, so that we don't just concentrate on business, but that we know uh, without prayer, we won't, uh, again, know what the Lord wants. It'll just be business meetings. So they, as bishops, we're trying to focus our work uh, in the Lord and in prayer. Uh, certainly one of the major uh, discussions will be the uh, proposed uh, uh, a, uh, letter on the Eucharist, 
and uh, on what that means for us as Catholics to kind of regenerate, reinvigorate, however you want to say, reignite our deep, deep faith in the Eucharist. You know, when Jesus said, I'll be with you to the end of the ages, at the end of Matthew's Gospel, he has also made that very present to us every day in the Eucharist. He is with us to the end of time, his body and blood, soul, and divinity, and also at Mass when we celebrate it, and then we extend that devotion through contemplation and prayer, uh, through adoration. So uh, the bishops themselves have will have uh, and other topics, but it will only, in a sense, be graced if it's surrounded by prayer, and also from our people joining us in prayer. Okay. Well, great. we encourage our listeners to remember those dates, especially fifteenth to the eighteenth of November, yeah, to pray and, for our bishops. Yeah, that sounds like a, it's going to be a very interesting, and I think a closely watched meeting too. But Bishop. We're out of time, and we want to thank you for being with us today. But before you leave, would you give us a quick blessing? I surely will. And it's always a joy for me to be with you. Uh, I'm very grateful for this ministry of evangelization and for all the hearts that you touch as people put on their radios and are listening to hear about our faith and, most of all, Jesus Christ. May Almighty God bless us, keep us in his care, let his face shine upon us. May he fill our hearts with his peace, and may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, come upon us and remain with us forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bishop. For your listeners, we've been listening to Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and on the... Other side of the break, we will tell you who won, which priest won the donuts. <laughs> Thank you for your support of Catholic Radio too, Bishop. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.